Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at stlukegarland.org. Now, get ready for the word. St. Luke Garland family, I am excited to be with you this morning. I am excited to bring the word of God. And there is indeed a word from the Lord. This first Sunday of Advent, God has given us a word that's going to give us hope and our marching orders as we go through this Advent season. And so I want you to join with me in reading uh, the book of Matthew, the 14th chapter. And we're going to begin at verses 22 through 32. And it reads on this wise. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and uh, cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. Verse 30 says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to seek, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? When they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were on the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. If I had to put a title to this message this morning, it would be called, it's already done. The hardest part, it's already done. The change you've been waiting for, It's already done. Come on and declare it right where you are in the atmosphere. It's already done. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, God, I ask that you bless this message, oh God, and I ask that you increase our hearts, God, to receive what it is that you have to say to us this morning. God, I pray that your Holy Ghost reign in this place. God, I pray that you open up our ears, oh God, and open up our hearts to receive what it is that you have for us in this season. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. The whole church says, amen. It's already done. This unusual and peculiar year that we've never could have foreseen, 
This time last year, it's a year that began with optimism, with approach to make minor changes just to get through, and perhaps just for a little while. And as the weeks continue to go on and on, and uh, the number of COVID cases begin to rise and we began to go through the ebb and flow, we uh, found out that our temporary inconveniences have now perhaps become a permanent way of doing things. Brick and mortar stores have pivoted to online only retail. And as we have seen certain jobs lost in one area, we have gained an additional employment in those who now take our temperatures before we enter any establishment. Uh, we, we could have never predicted the course and series of events that we have experienced these past eight months, uh-huh. And yes, we did not foresee these setbacks where we've had to juggle some things and maneuver some things around. Uh, we've had to let go of some things either by choice or by force. And we've had our planes change and trips rescheduled. Other things have been canceled altogether. And you know, I don't have to remind you as we are presently living in it. But God is saying this morning to his people that although we may be in what seems like the long haul, he wants to remind us this morning that uh, that which we have prayed for and that which we have pressed for, even in the midst of all that is happening around us, the vision that we have prayed for this year, the things that we have lifted in prayer, that which we have needed from him. God is saying that even in times where he is not in the boat with us, that he has not forgotten about us. If we're honest, we're living in times where We've had to shift and then shift again and then shift some more. Uh, but God is saying this morning that the shifting that we've been experiencing, even in the spiritual, we've also experienced in the physical. As the ground is being turned and toiled under the church in which we worship, the shifting is in order to push us to a place of our greatest potential. And where we begin to feel ourselves bracing for what is next instead of leaning into the place and position of faith, he reminds us that the hardest part, it's already done. Some of us has been walking with the Lord long enough to know that there are times where unexplainable disruptions can bring about self-reflection, a, a moment of introspection and bring us far enough down the journey that we can look back and realize that the shaking and the shifting that we have experienced was all for course correction. If you look back but for a moment, you can look back and see how God has divinely orchestrated this time for you to transition into new positions, for you to transition into new jobs, and for some of you have transitioned into retirement because God knows you would have never left if the opportunity did not present itself. You have experienced transition and restarts and new homes and new opportunities and the new and the new and it's all course correction towards your greatest potential, whether you knew it or not. Our routines have changed. Our, our habits have changed. Our Sundays don't look like what they used to. Our, our Sundays, our commutes aren't what they used to be. Adjustments have had to be made and some may call it the new normal, but it is a course correction. He has taken the limits off of you and you are finding yourself 
with new ideas and new platforms to exercise your gifts. You have found our, or rediscovered interests that have been lying dormant. You have found yourself no longer satisfied with business as usual. You have been wrestling with comfortability and complacency with the mundane. It's a new season. It's course correction. And ain't it funny? That in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of unrest, in the midst of coronavirus, in the midst of the shutdowns and the disrupted plans, in the midst of what looks like a storm, there is a message on this morning. The Lord is summoning you. Yes, you. He is calling you to take the first step to exercise your faith, to begin to make new plans and to begin to pack the boxes, to begin to initiate the idea and have the wheel set in motion that even while you're sitting there timid with insecurities and doubt and even while you may be crippled uh, with fear and anxiety, even when it looks like we have one foot in quarantine and one foot out of the other, he is calling for you. And I don't need to remind you, but in case you need one, there is a calling on your life. You may be tapped out. You may be burnt out. Uh, you may have checked out and decided that none of this is for you. But in fact, there is a calling on your life. The call doesn't always refer to a preaching ministry or even in a church, but it is a unique gift that is inside of you. It's a purpose on your life that is waiting and has been waiting for your yes. In our text this morning, Jesus had just completed the miracle of feeding the 5,000 and needed a moment to himself. He dismisses the crowd and the disciples gathered onto the boat and Jesus told them that he would meet them on the other side. He sent them ahead and while he went to the mountainside to pray. Now the disciples were traveling on a boat in the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee is tucked between mountains, which causes it to be susceptible to the winds as described in our scripture passage this morning. And because of the winds, the boat has traveled further across the sea than expected, and it was now a considerable distance away from the shoreline. They were just with Jesus. But now they found themselves because of the wind that kept pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. Uh, they were further than where they had started. They were just with Jesus. But these winds, these disruptive winds that kept buffeting against our plans and these disruptive winds that kept pushing against us, these disruptive winds, the unexpected changes and the decline and the setback and the disappointments and the unforeseen issues, these disruptive winds have pushed them further from Jesus. The Bible says they were a considerable distance away considerable distance away from when you first decided that you were going to go back to school, a considerable distance away from when you decided that you were going to start the business, a considerable distance away from when you had decided that you were going to write a book, a considerable distance from when you had decided that you needed to record a song, a considerable distance away from taking ownership of the leadership position that you find yourself in, a considerable distance away from buying the house that you had set out and set money aside for. He is now telling us that we are a considerable distance away from Jesus, all because of these pesky, 
disruptive, unforeseen winds. So here we are, church. We are a ways away from the shore from where we first started back in March. And the text says that right before dawn, Jesus went out to them. And when Jesus came towards them, they were terrified. They thought it had been a ghost. They were literally just with Jesus. But at the sight of him walking on the water, they no longer recognized him. And at the sight of him doing something that they have never seen done before, they no longer recognized him. Uh, He's doing something different and it allowed fear to creep in. Oh, but Jesus is saying this morning, take courage. In other words, fear not, it is I. You would think that they had just been with him, that they would recognize him off of him just speaking. Just by him saying, it is I, you would think that they would recognize Jesus in this moment. You would think that since they had just been with him in worship and experienced miracles not too long before, that they would recognize his voice. But no, Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. After being shifted and buffeted away from Jesus, Peter was now in a position to experience the miraculous in a new way. This buffeting, this shifting, this season, this position in the middle of the sea caused Peter to take a bold step in faith. That even after all that was going on around him, he had to take his faith to another level. He says to Jesus, tell me to come on the water to you. Peter could have simply said, Lord, if it's you, come closer. Let me see you. He says instead, tell me to come to you on the water. Even in the midst of all that was going on, the high waves, the fog from the mountains, scared friends on every side, a different kind of faith was activated within Peter. It's the kind of faith that helps you grow. It's the kind of faith that takes us beyond the trepidation and the barriers that we place on ourselves. It's the kind of faith that takes us beyond the things that we told God we would never do again. And Jesus simply replies to him, come. Today, the word of the Lord is simple. Jesus is summoning you. He is saying, come. He is saying, come home. He is saying, come out of the place of past mistakes. Come out of the place of past hurts. Uh, Come out of the place of mistrust. Come out of the place of thinking that this time is going to be just like it was last time. Come out of the place of things are not going to change because they've never changed. Come out of the place of selfishness and low self-esteem. Come out of that toxic environment. Come out of the place of being the toxin in the environment. You have been asking God for a sign. And he's been saying to you, come. See, when Jesus told Peter to come, Peter got down out of the boat and he began walking on the water. It's already done. 
The hardest part was already accomplished. He was walking on water. The hardest part was to believe that once his toes touched the water, that not only would it be able to support him, but that he would be able to walk towards Jesus. Some versions of this text says that when he began to pay attention to the wind, that Peter took his eyes off Jesus and he got distracted by that which was around him. He got distracted so much, so much so that even while Jesus was standing right there, he did not believe that the waves could not overtake him. And he reaches out and he says, Lord, save me. How many of you know that in spite of us forgetting that we've already done the hardest part, we've already made it eight months, We've already said yes. We've already remained faithful. We're already water walkers. We've already done it. That despite the human reaction of being worried about all that is swirling around us in this season, that God will have us succeed in places and seasons where we should have drowned. Stop trying to qualify yourself. And convince yourself that you have to earn the calling that is on your life. For the Bible declares in the book of Jeremiah that he knew you before you were even formed in the womb. And he's calling you this morning to come anyway. It's time for you to get out of the boat, beloved. It's time for you to do something new. It's time for you to begin that faith walk in areas that we have never been before. Jesus is saying, won't you come? Try it out here on the water with me. And all we have to do is remember the hardest part of all of this is already done. Let the blessed people of God say, Amen this morning. Come on and praise the Lord right where you are. Come on and lift up the name of Jesus. Come on and thank God for the one who can allow us to succeed in seasons and places where we should have drowned. You may be watching this morning and you've never given your life to Christ. And I'm offering you the invitation to accept him as your Lord and Savior this morning. And all you have to do is pray this prayer with me. Come on and bow your heads and let's say it all together. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I am sorry. I believe that you came to forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died and I believe that you rose and I believe that you're coming back again. I give to you my heart this morning so that without a doubt, when people ask me if I'm saved, I can respond, I am saved, I am saved, I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time this morning, I invite you to go ahead and put it in the comments that you've accepted Christ or even email us at info at stlukegarland.org and we will reach back out to you. Or if you have decided that this is going to be your church home, we would love for you to be a part of our church family. And you can do so this morning the same way by sending us an email at info at stlukegarland.org. And we will be happy 
to receive you and walk this new member walk out with you. We thank you and we see you responding even now. Come on and just thank God for those who have been added to the kingdom and added to our church family this morning. Hey family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the Word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland, or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.